0: going on boss
1: not much how are you doing
0: i am uh trying to recover from allergy medicine <laughs> i've been asleep since five o'clock oh gee yeah it was uh it was a rough time i get uh real bad allergies from like? the driftiness last weekend or what i did i didn't, it didn't... I, say, I, I see what the... i didn't, what didn't what's last happening. too long but i did go um yeah man.
1: How you been, man? How's everything? How's the family? Good. How's the cars? Family's good. Cars are all under maintenance, getting ready hopefully for I don't know, drifting soon. I'm planning on doing the um Hot Pit Auto Fest.
0: Oh yeah, I saw that. I'll be out yeah. there. I'm in, I'm not competing, but I will be there hanging out. Yeah. I'll be a cheerleader for everybody.
1: It. Yeah, I think it'd be a really good, really good thing to do. So
0: Looking forward to that. Are you doing the uh, the shootouts over here as well?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. Probably the one in Vegas whenever they announce that. Uh, the one that's coming up for Drift League is a little bit too soon for us. So just the way it goes. Doesn't work for timing. No, that makes sense. I get it. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry if I
0: sound like shit. I... <clears throat> it's... I don't know if you've seen people get allergies, but I get real bad where it's like... I get a lot of pressure, like within my nose, and then um, it's hard to keep my eyes open. So, oh, okay. was, like yesterday, I felt like I was drunk texting people, like with one <laughs> eye. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> uh, Times, but uh, I did see that some new rules changed. Uh, Ruthina sent an email out to everybody, um, most of yeah. the competitors, but uh, that's pretty interesting. How do you yeah. guys understand it um, for the – because you guys are a multi-series, right? You're not
1: uh No, shooter. we're just doing a shootout this year as well. Oh, we're, okay, okay. We're going back to a multi-series next year. Gotcha, gotcha. Just we were still – when we were planning everything coming into 2022, I mean, it's still so uncertain what was going on. Yeah. I mean, they just started lifting restrictions here now, so – we decided to just do another shootout and then we added some more grassroots style days in. So a little less tech, but you know, still like a, a series within our series, I guess. So we'll try that and see how that goes. But the rules, um, look good. Actually. I know a lot of, uh, some people seem to be not, not as in favor of my guess is what I am, but, to be honest, I think this year is probably the most communication that we've had with FD and just talking to them and them actually trying to to fix what, uh, I guess, the popularity of drifting has created. You know, like if you look even in, uh, not so much in our region, right? We're only giving out three licenses generally mm-hmm. a year. But I mean, if you look around your area, you've probably got 15 to 20 licenses that go out every year. So, you know, if people have enough money to compete and they all have a license that's technically good for two years, you get a lot of licenses that are flowing around every single yeah. season that start for FD. <clears throat> and I think that's probably what's started, um, like Formula Drift, looking at helping the Pro-Am series better channel the drivers into FD. It's because uh-huh. they had so many people wanting to drive here. Yeah. It
0: was, uh, they were just handing them out pretty uh, willy-nilly, like, for a minute. It seemed,
1: it seemed pretty, yeah, it seemed, a, I think, during, you know, the the last two years, I think, with the popularity of shootouts and mm-hmm. the number of shootouts that were run, there's just a lot of licenses that are out there, so. No, I agree. Okay you know and, and and the guys like they obviously want it so they deserve it but whether or not all those guys can can show up and and compete in in pro spec, i just don't think that there's enough room for them and that's kind of like you know just logistics out of track you can only fit so many tractor trailers in and yeah
0: only so many rigs fit
1: you know and then what do you do with the people that, you know, you take 50 guys and you'll never run through a weekend how they, how they've been running them. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it makes sense. I think they put in some good rules for us to, to better help us out, give us a deadline of when we need to get our 2022 drivers into, to formula drift to say, these are our winners. Here's where they ranked in the, in the standings, how they finished in the, in the shootout or throughout the series. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of goes back onto the drivers. If they're planning on competing the following year, they need to let them know, you know, as soon as possible. Right. Got it. You know,
0: did they, did they change? Cause I know that they changed the, the, um, the licensing for the shootout. Now have they changed the licensing for pro-am who are running multi-series?
1: Is it? Uh, no. So, so how it, how it works best of our understanding and kind of just what they put out in the first thing is for 16 drivers for every 16 drivers, you get one license to give out Mm -hmm. in a shootout. Yeah. So, you know, it really works. If we run a top 32, we'll have two licenses to give in our shootout. But it says that if you run like a multi series, you run four rounds and you know, like four round traditional top 16 or top 32 you'll have three licenses to give out. So I think, I think that's sort of where we've been wanting to get back to anyway, is the, is the series where you're accumulating points. Um, the shootouts work to some extent on that, but if you have a bad day, like you're, you're pretty much out.
0: Yeah. But then there's a big argument of like, like a shootout only takes one good day. (laughs) Whereas like a multi-round series, um, Takes you know, four you, good days, exactly. Yeah, so that's. Which, <clears throat> I can it, see some it pe- is. people's arguments on both.
1: Yeah, I, well, I guess I guess for me, like if I was gonna be trying to drive some in the states, um, like you know, coming out of Canada and, and driving down in in SoCal or Vegas, I think probably the shootouts are the best thing for us. Yeah. You know, for me as a driver, because you can come and you can get it all done in one day and you don't have to try to, you know, book flights for four different rounds or something like that. So in that aspect, yeah, it's it's a little bit easier. Um, but I think that's where maybe maybe in in the region of, of Southern California, Nevada, you know, Arizona, New Mexico, that whole area the number of shootouts there. I mean, if you do have a bad day at uh at one of them, you can you can kind of go and do a second one somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not sure what some of the other series are I haven't seen too many announce their dates yet. Not necessarily. Um pretty much I've just been watching what uh Jeff Jones has been putting together with with I think Jeff Jones and RJ and I'm not sure. There's a couple other guys that are running that hot pit auto fest. So that's sort of what I've been, been watching and trying to, to jump in and see if we, I don't know. I think it's just fun. I like to support anything new that's coming up. So, yeah.
0: And I was going to ask them to, to come on. I know that they've got a lot on their
1: and
0: <clears throat> they got a lot going on right now, dealing with like the venue that they're dealing with. Um, yeah. Cause basically the, the people they're dealing with aren't raised. They're just, I guess, they're just not a fan of drifting. I don't know if they're not fans. They're just it's new to them, so oh, okay. They're they're uh, being thorough with everything that's gonna gonna be going on at the at the event. So
1: yeah, <clears throat> and, and I don't know. We we've really seen that a shift in that. You know, for the tracks that we deal with, mm-hmm. they've been. You know, it went it went from that that time where it was really tough to be able to find a venue that would let you drift. Mm -hmm. to almost to the point where you're you're kind of turning down some of them because we don't have enough weekends to run all the places that want us to be drifting there yeah and it's it's a great problem to have to be honest and that I think the the reputation of the drift community has actually really really changed in the last couple of years most of the time when we get feedback from the tracks it's It's our people are the most polite. They clean up after themselves Mm. and it's been, it's been really good. So, you know, we, maybe it's just the, the, the camaraderie amongst all the drivers and stuff, just that it's sort of inherent in the drift community and it really does well for the community. You know, it just leaves everybody with a good impression of us anyway.
0: Yeah. I noticed that too. Like everyone tries to clean up after themselves. I've been to events like in the past years past when I first got into drifting and it was still kind of a shit show then. Like there'd yeah, be but, garbage everywhere and stuff like that. Like people would just leave us yeah, I,
1: I think the right people have just, you know, been been pounding it into yeah. drivers' heads. Show the proper respect and they'll give it back to us. Like we're doing just crazy stuff that isn't traditional racing. Yeah. And uh, you know but but we've we've had really good, you know, relationships with the tracks that we run. And that's why that's kind of puts us into where we want to go back to a series so that we can bring better show to all the tracks that we go to, I guess. Gotcha. So with
0: the, um, the new FD rules, other than the licensing, have they, have they given you guys any other rules to our protocols to follow from, from now on and how they want things done, uh, at the pro-am level?
1: Well, at the pro-am level they they've, so with the shootouts before it was that we needed to have like an FD judge. Mm-hmm. At the shootout to kind of um ensure that the licensing went well and you know the proper calls were being made and and whatever it was. But they kind of they lifted that for the series operators. So instead, like they're offering like a training course for your judges that are judging in your series. So Formula Drift is gonna be hosting that and so guys that are judging can get a little bit you know, maybe some insights, some things to watch for, and maybe just a proper way that is maybe more uniform for how they want to see the judging. So I think probably just that consistency all the way from Pro Am into Pro Spec into Pro. So the guys aren't like, oh, well, I've never, you know, I've always done this in the past and uh, that's what I got rewarded for. I, I'm just guessing that's kind of what it's, what it's, makes sense to me to kind of keep it a little bit more uniform
0: mm-hmm.
1: as for the, uh, the rule book, it's uh, like the new rule book hasn't changed at all from the last years. Uh, I didn't see really anything, just an update on helmets and yeah, you know, the, the safety equipment and stuff, but not, nothing really changed. No, no more ass on it. I, was, I think that's been good. That's something that, that we've asked for is that, you know, whatever rules are in prospect, you know, for the safety part, we can push those down to our drivers so that they're safe, you know, with the Hans device, the, the halo seats or the, and the fire suppression is all great stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's do that. But let's not, you know, maybe we don't need to worry so much about uh, rear mount rads or aftermarket steering column or pedal boxes at the pro-am level. If that's what the guys build, let's not make them, change it right because they can run how many series down here and that's not going to matter to us mm-hmm. it's uh if that's what they have i think that's that's fine and if they decide to go into prospect well they know that that's what they need to change when they when they go there right
0: yeah you should plan ahead for that budget mm-hmm. um have you do you plan on doing any other events this year other than the uh,
1: the hot pit um, I'd like to try to do the full series of of the Hot Pit Auto Fest, so that puts us at four. Um, when Vegas Drift announces whatever date they're going to do, I'm really going to try to do that shootout. Uh, basically, when we had planned it, it was right after that we got our our lockdown and we couldn't travel for for two years, basically. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I really just want to come and and run another shootout just to to see how they go and. And and see what they do. Like we had really good success in ours with our double elimination. Um, like have you you've been to some other shootouts yet?
0: Everyone that I've been to has not been a double elimination.
1: It's just been like a traditional top sixteen. Mm-hmm. And and for us, we it's a lot on the line. I think not to give it a double elimination, and we did it sort of like a, a king of the hill. It wasn't it wasn't populating like a losers bracket all it would be was if you like, let's say you got knocked out in your top 16 battle, then you would go and battle the next loser that came up. Mm -hmm. So, and then the winner of that stays in and battles the next loser. So it's always keeping that going. And we had a really good success with it. The drivers were, were on it. Like they had to earn their way back into that finals. And yeah, it was actually a, a stunt driver down in out of Vancouver that that won it. Um Zandera Kennedy. She's actually been driving a ton at uh, Willow Springs. So uh, she Z? Yeah. Z drives. Fucking met her this weekend. She's man. Yeah. What an she, what an amazing driver. Like so she actually she got her, her prospect license through our series. Uh huh. And uh like she got third place overall but she got knocked out like her first battle and that woman drove more and harder than anybody I've seen in years and like just consistent and I think that's where it really showed me like that made such a better driver out of her because you're just consistently hitting the same track and she got to battle more than just about anybody and was just killing it all day. So it was, it was really good. She, uh,
0: she, she followed me a little too close and I went off track coming down the hill on horse thief. Okay. And, uh, she was, she started coming down the hill. She was doing fine. And then she saw me and she went to like go lift, like, you know, to get off throttle and stuff. And then she noticed her car started straightening out into me. So she got back on throttle. And as soon as she got on throttle, she hit the dirt and, uh, she dusted the shit out of me.
1: Was she in her Z?
0: Yeah, she's yeah, in her like Z.
1: 350 Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's I, she's
0: like, I'm so sorry. I was like, don't worry about it. It's my fault.
1: No, I, I, I honestly like, <clears> uh, like she. Well, obviously, she, That's what she does for a living is is stunt work. But I mean, there's another. There's a couple other drivers that I, I believe she works with, and they're stunt drivers as well. And oh. man, they they do not hold back. I think. Maybe with what they do, they don't have that same mechanical sympathy that some of us do, and she is full out all the time. And I don't know what, like when the judges are up there, like cheering, like it was a, it was awesome to see. Yeah, and it's just the real, you know, when you when you think about the double elimination, that's exactly how you want it to play out, where somebody can get knocked out early and fight their way back to the finals and and get their license and. And for us, that's kind of just solidified the the underdog story, really. Oh, and then you know, couldn't happen to a night too. She's just like all positive, all smiles, no matter what's going on, whether her car is broken or she broke a tie rod or broke a subframe. Yeah, she She drives very aggressive too. Like she's very committed on throttle. I was like, oh, but that's that's where you got to be. Yeah, that's where you got to be, especially at Horse Thief. Yeah, horse thief scares me. I've been there a couple of times. And Have you it's driven like, it? Yeah. So I actually had my
0: first ride along. Uh I've never been on a ride along ever. Uh so yeah. I went with RJ. He was there okay. this weekend and I was like, hey, give me a ride along. So he took me around a few laps. Uh I would say if anybody is like gonna get into drifting and they're looking for like a real adrenaline rush, get a ride along at Horse Thief as your first ride along. Because well, of the you're... elevation changes, it feels like a roller coaster.
1: Well you don't think it's like uh, as steep as it is, but when you're on top of the hill and you're you're going down that hill, you're like in the Holy... passenger
0: seat it feels steeper, I found out.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, but you're looking down the hill and you're like are yeah. do they doing? how do they pave this crap? Yeah. And it was we were at All Star Bash and like the the dirt drop, like if you were to drop tires off that one side when you're just after you go down the hill and you're heading back up the mm-hmm. up the hill, it was probably like a foot and a half deep. And they were just like, Do you not drop tire here because you will break all of your suspension so <laughs>
0: yeah it's uh it all that, just gets
1: pounded out yeah because I, I finally put like a sim rig together and
0: that's since i knew i was going to go to this event that's the only track i've been using okay because i've been trying to get the downhill but i ended up breaking my car i couldn't even get it finished getting it set up and i broke oh. it so
1: yeah i don't know i'd like to go out and that's, there's just some tracks I want to hit again. I mean, I had some big plans going into, uh, you know, 2019, <laughs> 2020. Yeah. <laughs> and those kind of, you know, should not work best. Out well. <laughs> Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I was lucky. Yeah. I, you know, good friends down in this, in, uh, in California, stored my car for two years, basically. So that's good. That's Daniel, you know, right? He's still taking yeah, care of Dan, the car. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. He's such a good guy. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so um have you have you made any changes to the car or have you guys just been like kind of basically keeping it running
1: yeah we a little bit like we did we made it all basically legal for to run the pro am series so put in the the halo seat and fire suppression all the stuff that you needed to to meet uh tech mm-hmm. um but you know cut out the back a little bit redesigned where the fuel cell sits and get some upgrades some better things over the two years that it was sitting so you know, hopefully it's it's good and looking for better do a bit of body work on it and then wrap it before hot Auto Fest. they keep uh, posting the picture of my car from canada so <laughs> <laughs> if i show up in my other one it's a little it's a little more ratty than uh, the canadian car is it really well yeah because it's been it's been at a, quite a few events and never did any really body work on it, so I did like two rounds of drift league, some Nizfest, just a bunch of events and a lot of bumping into, you know, other guys and beating the crap and...
0: out of it basically. Hey. Yeah,
1: so I'm gonna try to try to clean it up before. Have, before you ever, that. have you
0: ever had any like reliability
1: issues with any of your setup on that car? Uh, not since we went. When we went with the dog box, it's been it's been really good. We haven't had like a mechanical break. I think the only thing that we really had issue with was uh, blowing like the turbo gasket out between the turbo and the manifold. That's that's been about it. What would you guys do to change that, to switch it to like a V-band setup? Uh, No, it's still that. It's just, I think we're mounting the, we're taking the whole manifold off and really mounting the turbo to the manifold and then installing it that way. It's just really finicky to get everything as tight as what you need to, so that you're not, blowing out that uh that gasket so that's about it just there's not enough uh square footage under the hood to uh, everything is jam-packed once you put the big turbo on right
0: yeah and then doesn't your engine sit like way behind the uh, steering rack and stuff too
1: it's kind of like right on top of it it's it's not bad it's it's in a good spot but you just butted right up against your shock tower
0: Mm. so
1: there's just there really isn't any room to get in there you kind of got to go from underneath and try to tighten up the turbo bolts. So gotcha. yeah, we'll, see. we'll see how it goes. Nothing still on
0: cut knuckles, right?
1: No, actually I put wise fab in it.
0: Look at you fancy. I remember you just had to cut knuckles we, at one point, right?
1: We, we were testing it. I came down and, and we tested it a couple of weeks ago uh-huh. at, in Vegas. And, you know, first impression was like, put my cut knuckles back on because this is horrendous to drive. Oh, and really? Is <laughs> <laughs> it, to be honest, it's the first uh, car that I've driven. It's the first angle kit I've ever driven on.
0: Oh, like only a real angle kit, knuckles. not just okay. That makes sense,
1: right? So I've only had cut knuckles before. So just talking to a few people, and they just gave suggestions of what to do to to properly set it up a little bit. Nice, yeah. Makes so we'll Seven make changes. that change. And yeah, a lot of acumen, I guess WiseFab well, wants all the positive acumen you can get or a little bit of toe out and heavier springs, so I hope so. It doesn't spin out very easily, but it it felt like it slowed the car down a little bit. I think because you're driving at more angles, so guess you're technically slower anyway. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah, something uh, to get used to. What what dates are spec D this year?
1: So we have. So, we're doing like our little grassroots series, Uh which is uh, basically all you need to run that is what they call like a Sonoma spec cage. So, we're looking for like a harness bar and a door bar on the driver's side. You know, that's it. Really minor. And we're doing like June 11th and August 7th and September 17th. So, we're doing three rounds of our grassroots series. Mm -hmm. And then um, July 8th, 9th, and 10th, we're out in Mission, BC, which is just uh, a little bit east of Vancouver. And that's where we're doing our shootout at. Gotcha. So we do, like, Friday qualifying, because we actually run qualifying in our in our one. And then we do the double elimination on the Saturday, and then Sunday is, like... Is the... qualifying
0: just for placement?
1: Yeah. Okay. There's not, because you don't really need the points in it. It's just uh, where you're going to be set up in the... Bracket. Gotcha. And then we do Sunday, we just do like a, a pro bro down. So we get all the grassroots guys and the pro cars driving together and we basically set up like three different tracks and shred at this uh, facility. It's it's really good. Really that good. Sounds really fun. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And we got uh, Chelsea Denova coming out to judge at that event. Oh nice. Ooh, that's sweet. We figure we we better cash in uh Cash in some buddy deals and uh, get him out before he gets, like, too busy. I think we took his last free weekend, actually. Oh, nice. He's, well, I mean, he's at the top of his game. And this is, like, you know, he's r- running the best that you've ever ever seen. So, we can't yeah. blame it. You know, a lot of obligations on him, I think, just looking after RTR and stuff like that. So.
0: Yeah, I noticed. Uh, that looks like a fun gig. I'm still waiting for them to drop Adam LZ's car. That was, oh, yeah. That's that was yeah they, haven't shit.
1: Done, <laughs> they haven't done the livery yet. Yeah, I'm unfortunately,
0: kind of I'm not curious because his style is like completely different compared to what Vaughn had set up.
1: Yeah, but, man, when you saw him drive that uh, car, it was pretty, pretty intense. You know, I... I that's where you give a lot of respect. Like I I was sitting there complaining about driving on WiseFab after going off a cut knuckles. And it's like, these guys can jump in like any car and shred it. Like they've been driving it their whole lives. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Shows shows how much I need to work on mine. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
0: That's why I put that other car together for more seat time. So let's see how that goes. It doesn't work. I, you, now you just made two race cars. It's terrible. No, no, I'm not it's, fucking with this but, one. It's not getting faster. It's not doing any of that. Either it works or it doesn't.
1: And when it doesn't work, you're gonna fix it, right? Uh, I'm gonna make Yeah. It so work. now you got now you got two cars to fix. Yeah. You know,
0: I almost sold it. I almost sold the other one. And I remember you said, "Don't sell it." Yeah. you said, "Don't <laughs> sell it. Cause it's gonna take longer to get it back."
1: See, there you go. Yeah. i was telling i was talking to a buddy of mine and i said the same thing man i hate race cars aren't they wonderful though
0: yeah yeah <laughs> you hate My, them but you love them at the same time dude mine's been sitting under a car cover since june of last year it was the last time oh, okay. i drove it and i was like i think i'm shutting it down but yeah. to be fair i drive this i live the normal car. life what's that
1: you're just gonna drive the seat time car for a while
0: yeah, uh, so I sent some stuff over to FDF. So they'll be making a, a front angle kit for it. Um, oh, wow. I think that's the only thing I need left to really kind of make it work a little better because I always had problems with the front steering stuff. Um, I probably could have made the stuff I had work, but I was like, meh, I may as well just invest a little bit more money. And you mm-hmm. just making you an angle kit? Mm-hmm. Like a one-off angle kit? No. I guess. No, there's like 10 people that want these things. I know you, I'm the only person you know that drives a CTS, but I know about like 10 other people. <laughs> but they're all like scattered throughout the country. So, um, like there's yeah. a couple guys and there's a, a dude in quite a few guys back east. There's a guy in Texas who has two of them as well. Um,
1: and then well, there's I mean, a couple guys. I think they, in, work. they work well. I mean, they came with a big V8 in them anyway.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. A lot of those guys even have like the base model that they just kinda like converted over to the uh the v yeah so you a four four door drift car It's so comfortable, yeah I had all my <laughs> wheels in the back seat, I had my trunk full with like a jack, and like yeah, that's good, spare mumbo jumbo and like a toolbox, and it was good cool. yeah. I mean I rubbed the whole way driving
1: to the track, but
0: i'll I'll figure that part out later it was before, it was our awesome. first voyage.
1: Yeah. Well, that's all right, though. It works. Yeah. You're at Apple Valley or at Willow?
0: No, I went to Willow this weekend. Okay. I, I took it to Horse then? Thief.
1: Okay. I thought they had something at Apple Valley, though, too. I saw some videos uh, out there.
0: I don't know. I, maybe. Uh, I just know yeah. I f- I signed up for the Flavor Express event. That's actually part of the the people who are running the uh, the Hot Pit. Or oh, okay. Yeah, it's Hot Pit, right?
1: Yeah, Hot Pit Auto Fest. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: He's pretty cool, uh, the guy that runs in Rob. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I went to his event because that's his events are pretty cool. That's um, awesome. It's always the same crowd that goes, and it's the crowd I know, so it just makes it easier. Uh, I do go to the other events, too, or I will be. So, when usually those draw, like, a different crowd, I've noticed. Um, okay. Where, like, the Flavor Express event kind of, like, it draws a lot of the Pro-Am guys that I know. And oh, then nice. I'll go to the other events, and it'll just be a lot of the grassroots guys.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they what they run down there. It's, uh, I don't know, I really, like Jeff Jones had uh, judged at a couple of the rounds that I competed in. He's just always been, I don't know, straight up and a really helpful guy. Oh, he is. Uh, he is. He's just, really,
0: really cool to work with. Or not? Yeah, I haven't worked so- with him, but. Yeah,
1: uh um, kinda of looking forward to seeing what they what they come up with. And I you know, you sort of see who's running it and it was uh it's nice to see that those guys are are putting it out there, so it worked out for us to try to try to run it too. Yeah.
0: I think they're working on cash prizes too and stuff like that.
1: Well oh, that's good. I like cash prizes.
0: I think for they are trying to do like a somewhat of a version of clutch kickers on the West Coast. Oh. Which would be cool.
1: Sure. <clears throat> I want to do clutch figures too. Then you get all the big guns out that, uh, and we get like eight bucks when we win our 56 spot. <laughs> hey, it's better than zero bucks. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I want to
0: send my car out there if I can. Uh, but I, I really think I don't, I have no intention of competing until, uh, <clears throat> I feel confident in my driving. Oh, okay. or I feel like, Hey, I know I, I know I can do this now. Yeah. <clears throat> where uh what other events do you have planned besides the auto fest
1: uh besides
0: and no, the- i you said vegas shootout if they if they announce one
1: yeah that's about it for for down there we got so much going on up in uh in our home track in our home series like mm-hmm. i don't know, must have about 25 dates for the summer so you 25 home. driving days yeah, we get uh, yeah, we got lots we got lots of practice days, open track days. We got like a big grassroots bash that we do September long weekend,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's that's uh, well, crazy. Like we had 120 cars last year show up. How are you guys doing with tires? Oh, it's it's great. I think those those days they did uh, on our on our grassroots day. They the guys who came out and changed tires did 420 tires, I believe. That's a lot. It's a lot of tires. It's a lot of fucking tires. Uh, well, it's like a two and a half kilometer road course that we that we just basically hot lap for sixteen hours. Man, that's yeah. It's 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 great though. You get it. You get it enough. You get so much seat time.
0: I was thinking, uh, do you get what are they charging to do um, tire changes up there? Because I know ours just recently went up.
1: Ten bucks a tire.
0: Uh, I think ours is fifteen now.
1: Yeah, so they just, they just do $10 a tire. That's not terrible. <clears throat> no. That's the cheapest you get anywhere. I mean, I had some mounted in uh, before that Vegas event there. Like, the buddy deal was $40 a tire for stretched tires. Dude, Yeah, so, like, you need you need Andy's tires out there. He's he's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I saw him this weekend, too. Um, yeah. I know. I go to my buddy Andrew's house. He has a tire machine. He's like, just come here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's not bad, yeah.
0: And then it's funny, I fucked up my wheels. Uh, I didn't grab it correctly. Uh, he let me do it unattended, by the way. He's like, yeah, here, go nuts. And then I grabbed the wheel wrong, so I ended up scratching my wheels on the inside, on the face of it. Or not on the face, on the lip. Where it goes oh, to grab know. the wheel, so now it has like four indents on the wheel itself.
1: Oh, right on the nice... Uh, on, I was supposed on to
0: grab part. it from the outside on the rim yeah i was like oh my bad so now i got two Night sets alert. of wheels that are fucked up yeah <laughs>
1: yeah actually exactly. I, I i scratch all of my rims too when i'm mounting stuff on them so really? i do i always mount the tires on when they're brand new and i scratch them immediately and i'm like it's okay these are drift tires it's yeah that's what i keep telling yeah. myself and i was like it's I, just, i'll buy wait.
0: one street set
1: it's terrible when you pull them out and you know like nice new nk's out of the box and you're like oh, okay scratching like oh whatever what did I do yeah, exactly. what, am I, what am I doing with my life here
0: <laughs> That's a, I really want to get a tire machine because even driving to his house
1: it's you know to be honest I, I look at the the guy who comes out and, and does all of our tires he's called uh, Devotion Tire and he he hooks up so many guys with deals on tires and everything and I look at it and I go I have a tire machine at my house and I hardly ever do it because I go like it's only 10 bucks <laughs> And sometimes I fight stretching these tires on like forever, and I'm like, ah, you know what? I'll let him do it because he still only charges ten bucks, and he fights with them.
0: Oh yeah, Uh, I I I didn't even have to do much of a stretch. I just ran the two forty five on my ten and a half inch wheel, and uh, two of them wouldn't two of them wouldn't seat to get air in it. So, but luckily he has one of those. uh, I don't know what they're called, bead blaster. Yeah, you go. He's got one of those.
1: <clears throat> yeah we run we run a cosmos racing wheel and they don't have much of a barrel on the inside it's just like a traditional lip mm-hmm. so we're trying to stretch like a 255 onto an 11 inch rim and then that's when you start getting out like cans of ether and brake clean and trying to burn yourself does so this mean you
0: also don't have any side bite <laughs> what's that does this mean you also don't have
1: any side bite no the car's pretty hooked up on uh on side bite. It's not bad. FDs have a like my cars have quite a bit of mechanical grip in them anyway. Mm-hmm. So... hmm So not bad.
0: I uh I when I had that two forty five on it this weekend I I threw it in at uh the top of uh Horse Thief and then it was just it felt like it was like ice in the back yeah. with no side bite.
1: Yeah, and like for some of the grassroots days, we actually run like a two sixty five,
0: uh-huh.
1: and those those are a little bit nicer. You get quite a bit more. You actually get a little bit more tire life out of it too. Seems like when you run a little bit wider tire and you're maybe not overspinning the tires that much, you get quite a few more laps on it. So, I but kind generally, of like allow a two sixty five. It it would be so much better. I guess so, but the two fifty fives are really. Uh, I think it's just cost. Like I know, like us dealing with Zestino, the cost of a two sixty-five and a two fifty-five is like twenty bucks difference. Yeah, that's so that's a significant bucks, difference when you get
0: into like twenty tires.
1: Right. Yeah. And then you know, like a two fifty-five is works really well for. I mean, geez, anybody down in the lower three hundreds up to you know five six hundred, I think that they can usually get enough grip out of them. You know, we we don't have anybody dropping single-digit tire pressure out here. So that's what I tell. They go, oh, I need a wider tire for more grip. And I say, well, unless you're, like, at four pounds, I don't think that you've got all the grip out of the tire you need yet. Yeah. So.
0: Including I mean, possible mechanical grip that you haven't set up correctly or incorrectly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I actually, I I did like that when they put the 255 in for the tire rule. It seemed to be good. Uh You know, it it seemed to just, just one consistent, I guess, in there that people could, uh, you know, they they may get beat on power, but they're not getting beat on a tire. That's true. You know, because if you, like, let's say you had another, Twenty bucks a tire to spend and you were at a 265 or you go to 275 now you just have all that extra grip in the tire right so it's like a little bit of an equalizer i found
0: uh (laughs) i've still seen people show up with like 400 treadwear tires too though yeah like a all-season tire or something like that especially the past two years because they've been kind of hard to get
1: the tires are hard to, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, we Kenda it. came out swinging, what, 2020 and 2021, and then um, we, they had that, what is it? I don't know. Was it a sanction? Whatever they did for the tire situation. Yeah. That was any tires that were coming from China or something like that. So they had to reroute their manufacturing and stuff like that. Um, so tires are down from Canada right now until further notice, basically
1: seeing, yeah, we haven't had quite as much issue getting the tires up here. It's just the shipping cost. Um, that's what's, that's, what's been insane. Shipping was just insane. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Like we used to be, you know, $2,500, $3,000 for a 40 foot container and it's 18,000 now. What? That's just shipping. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, it works out to like thirty bucks to tire to ship a to ship a tire. That's just shipping.
0: No, I got that. <laughs> That's not including
1: 30, the price of the tire. No, and then you know the guys that pick it up from the port, drop it off at your warehouse, their price is all doubled too, just because of the fuel rate.
0: Are you guys having uh, high fuel rates right now as well?
1: Yeah, we're we're. When you do the conversion, we're about the same as California and that seven dollar a gallon.
0: Oh, it's fucking
1: rough. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's I don't know, but you know, so that's just it. That's where you see and the cost go up on that. I mean, still, uh, I don't, I don't think prices are going to be that crazy for most of the drivers. It's still going to remain fairly uh, inexpensive for them to get a a two fifty five. So,
0: good, we'll take that. Um, yeah, here you can barely get them. So I don't even understand how a lot of people are going to compete this year. Um, I think, I know tire streets, they kind of had like an open, um, application set up for this year where they're like, Hey, apply and you can be a driver for,
1: is that for Accelera? Mm. -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But they're only offering their, what is it? Not the, they're only offering their quote unquote race tire. So like if you wanted oh. their PHI All season tire like it's not, You're not going to get the same deal That you're going to get for their uh, racing tire From my yeah. understanding But they were still in that 120 range or something like that I believe Uh no they're 160 For a
1: 255 Uh okay. they have
0: like bulk pricing Set up though too
1: Yeah but it's still not going to be 40-50 dollars a tire off Uh
0: I think it can be depending on how good your deal is with them. I'm pretty sure is they there? have like a tiered setup or something.
1: I don't know Or is be it. It be converted to US or is it still under hundred uh, dollars?
0: I think it's roughly about a hundred bucks. Yeah. maybe maybe like one hundred and five, one hundred and ten. Yeah, it's yes, mm. not bad. But I'm I, it, we're so close to one hundred and twenty a tire that you just may as well expect it now and budget for it. Yeah. Painful. <laughs> it is it is what it is. But even I was looking at like even like cheaper tires because but I've never used these before. But I've heard a lot of people say that they're fine to use. Some people say they suck like the Lionhearts or the. Um,
1: yeah, there's the Lionhearts, there's Triangle, there's Iron a bunch Man of,
0: or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those, looked,
1: are, those are good like fun day tire, but I don't know if you can compete on them.
0: Yeah, that's what I was worried about, too. For, well, I'm not competing this year.
1: Not unless... Oh, but if you're just going to go and want to drive 100 laps and stuff like that, I mean, that's probably going to be a good bet for you. I yeah. Mean... At this point, like, without a
0: tire deal, I think the the best... Well, what I can afford with my budget is, like, just waiting for Canada to fucking come back. Yeah. Because I do know that they're supposed to come back, but I also noticed that they kind of, like, shut down their... Uh... They're kind of racing Instagram and stuff. Maybe they just have it shut down for the meantime, but hopefully it's not
1: permanent. Yeah, because he was on—he was on your show. I remember listening to that one. That was good. Yeah, he's been on a few times. Good. Day. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that goes. mhm, Yeah, one of those main things, right? If you don't have tires and you don't have—you uh, can't afford tires or fuel—it's uh, tough to be a drift driver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the fuel is oh. just level. Yeah, I know, but I know like this team has been really helping out, even just from their main head office, trying to help out and keep the, the prices reasonable. Just, you know, it's one of those things, it's a high consumable, so you make, you know, you don't need to make much profit because guys are still buying, you know, in those 20, 30 tires a season. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have to keep it affordable, I think, for, you know, to allow people to be able to drive and drive on a good tire.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I'm driven on some like, like the Milestar stuff. Those are great for just uh, maybe don't get as much grip out of them. But if your car, if you can pull more grip out of your car, you should be all right. More mechanical grip. Mm-hmm. Um, those things are great in for like competition. But if you took that to an open track day and you're just trying to hot lap it, yeah, you're gonna burn those up in two, three, yeah. two or three laps. But yeah. you know, getting back in line at a comp to go to practice is completely different because you talk your car has time to cool and all that fun stuff. Right. Um, so you, you're able to get a lot more life out of that tire. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as you try to hot lap it, that second lap, you're toasting it. If you haven't already toasted it on your first one.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I think like for, for up here, we're just focusing really on the whole Western Canada scene. It's been, trying to get like into the, you know, all the West Coast and run enough events so that, you know, not everybody needs to drive to run all the events. We're trying to take a little bit more of the events closer to them. So it's, it's, it's going good. Like we're really happy that some of the restrictions are all lifted that, you know, you can have fans back out and people to watch and some sort of whatever the normalcy is. God only knows what that is nowadays, but you know, <clears throat> normal normal, as in you can show up to the track with no mask and no QR code. How about that? That's our normal.
0: No mask and no... We don't have the QR code thing.
1: Uh, or if we do, maybe I'm not part of it. Um, oh, okay. Well, we, we had this thing where you couldn't go into any... What was it? Like restaurants, movie theaters, without them having to scan this QR code on your phone. Jeez. No. So, yeah we didn't get that. I think they try to set it up for like vaccinated people here that's yeah that's what it's for, yeah, yeah, I don't think a lot of people did it, yeah, so, but I mean they they pretty much turf that now, so no mask no no restrictions on numbers of people allowed, so that's good, at least for the summer, i guess right we'll we'll take that we'll take it for the summer,
0: yeah, I know man. hopefully it goes back to normal <laughs> um, we're hoping, hoping. Tired of um, do you still have your big uh, RV set up here? Is that how you guys are gonna be rocking around the USA?
1: Yep.
0: That looks I like the I ideal setup, man. It looks comfortable as shit.
1: It's nice, yeah. And it's better. it's all keeping keeping the uh, I don't know maybe just a place to go and relax for a minute. Yeah, um, I'm t- like I'm I'm an old guy in the drifting scene, so I you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sleep in a race trailer, and I can't make my wife and my daughter sleep in a race trailer either, right? So yeah, I feel bad about it, it too. It works well. I mean, and and we we price it out. I mean, by the time you do hotel and all that, it's it's expensive anywhere you go now. Correct. You know, so it works. It works out well. I I understand they're allowing us stay out of the track, so that'll be nice to show up and set up and leave it at the track and do a oh, home base. Oh, for the hot pit. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. good. I know Irwindale didn't let you. It was terrible at Irwindale.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they didn't let you. I always thought it was kind of weird. The only thing you were allowed to do was drop off your trailer, and they only let us do that one time.
1: Yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. They, they weren't much about that, but... Still, think... Whatever. You got to drive Irwindale is what I thought, so I was happy. Yeah. Yeah. You, you take what you can
0: get. Now, now yeah, I'd like yeah. to make it back to Irwindale in the in the Cadillac someday, but we'll see how it works out. They don't even do Are
1: they doing fun events out there.
0: They used to. They used to yeah, do like a Thursday night drift at Irwindale. Yeah,
1: I remember. Um, I never. It wasn't. To go to the... Yeah,
0: it didn't happen all the time, but it did happen like you know a Once few a times a, a year. Yeah, which was nice. But now it's it just kind of hasn't happened in a while. I don't think last time it's happened it was like in 2019.
1: Yeah. For that Niz, like I went to that Niz Fest. I remember that. That was a good time. <clears throat> I think I like that event, so... I don't know, something like that would be cool again.
0: Yeah, I wish they would. I wish they would do more drifting stuff there, but... For whatever reason, they don't.
1: Mm-hmm. But, ah. 2020 still- was supposed to be the year, actually. <laughs> 2020 was going to be the year for all of
0: us. <laughs> it was <laughs> supposed to be the year for everything.
1: <clears throat> yeah. We were all planned, and then we just all uh, shot ourselves in the foot with the big plans. <laughs> but we still pulled off a season, though, so we were happy. We got 2020 in. We did 2021. So, I mean, 2022 is looking good, and even into next year, it's, it's planning out to be a really good year. So, uh, Do you
0: have any uh, goals this season?
1: um i don't know what do you mean goals goals let's see goals goals are to make the uh make our drivers better tandem drivers that's it that's why we actually started the grassroots days i think what i noticed when we were we do a lot of uh like just bash style driving and uh what we found when you do like a big track that's just like an open uh, road course that you can just hot lap and stack up with five to 10 cars in a train Mm -hmm. that guys aren't um really getting tight on the door of the other driver just because there isn't really a set line you know like you can maybe enter into turn one you're trying to do a backwards entry and the other guy's you know just trying to be on your door but straightens out because he doesn't want to slam into you right yeah so i think that's where we're gonna try to incorporate Our grassroots days is half is open track and then we're just doing a top sixteen in the afternoon. So we still get a full day of driving in. But then just half of it is uh like a laid back, fun competition and with a nice set course and maybe just to help help people get better in their chase and even lead so that they can just do better driving all around, right?
0: Yeah, are you guys are you guys doing like
1: any type of like drift clinic or um Kind of drift school, so to speak. Thing we do, we do that on our like we do weekly Thursday night practices at at our home track. That you know we're out there every single Thursday throughout the summer, mm-hmm. and we got you know a half dozen guys that are fairly experienced drivers that will be on site, and if you need help, we kind of let them do the basics of it. So it's not so much like we're we're coaching as a get into like tandem but there's a lot of people that just show up that haven't driven necessarily that much or or have been coming for a while and maybe just haven't progressed enough to link it course that we set up on a on a skid pad so we take them out and just give them the basics you know like how to clutch kick how to do donuts around the barrel or then spread it out into a figure eight so that they can get the basics of it and then go back. So we've been doing that all last year and it worked out really well. A lot of people got just better at it because simple things like doing a controlled donut where you're doing the exact same line around the barrels, it's, it's harder than most people think, right? Yeah. Where they can control. And then you just turn that into a figure eight. And if they can do that, they can pretty much, you know, transition then in from one corner to another. So we, we have a, we have that going on. So it's not really like a full drift school. We, we tried it in the past and it didn't really, scheduling didn't work for most people to come on the same day. Mm, okay. So we just try to, to, to be around at, at our open drift practices and, and just pull guys out of line and say, "Hey, like let's go over to this unused part of the track, and we'll practice doing some figure eights and and give you a little bit of car control, maybe even help with some setup and see what we can do mm, okay. you know because you got guys that uh, been out coming three or four times and they didn't know they had an open diff, right <laughs> I mean, you can, but they thought it was like a welded dip, and I'm like, well, okay, do, do a burnout for me. One tire just sitting there, so, you know, it's just simple stuff like that. that they may not have the experience yeah. of even knowing that or knowing how to set the car up or doing some tow out or towing on the rear, so just, just little things. But we got just a good group of... Uh, Basically, all of our staff and volunteers, most of them are really good drivers and and have been around road race and motorsports their their whole lives, so they're good to just give advice.
0: Um, When you guys have your uh, track days, what is probably the most common mistake you guys see? For your new drivers
1: from new drivers yeah um i guess maybe just track etiquette on if we were at our road course a lot of uh dirt dropping like where they just off track all the time <laughs> and uh and just over driving their car Cause they'll go out and they'll try to keep up. Like, let's say, you know, most guys are driving in third gear around the course. So, you know, it takes it as you increase the speed, your skill also needs to increase. So you get, you know, some of the more inexperienced guys will be trying to go out and match their speed, but really can't handle it once their car is sideways. So you get a lot of close calls where, you know, they'll spin out in front of somebody else and it kind of ruins another guy's run. That's probably the most common thing that we see. Um, and a lot of it it is just it comes with time and practice. And maybe they just they, they want to to link the course so bad, but it's like they spin out six times going around one lap. Um, and those those guys like, well, we'll try to set them. We group them into basically skill level is is how we how we set up our big track days. So if we have a hundred cars, we do you know four different run groups. You know where you got maybe the more novice guys and and then you get right up into you know the pro pro drivers and guys that have been driving for a long time that can run really fast. So we we started to change that so that you're not having you know the guy with his full built car chasing. You know, maybe the stock BMW on Cut Springs. Yeah. Nothing wrong Nothing wrong with Cut Springs in a stock BMW, or at least you're out there driving. We just try to pace them together so that, and as they get better, they can move up into another group. Hmm. Are you guys uh,
0: starting to see your car prices get higher with like the uh,
1: BMWs and stuff like that? Yeah, it's not too bad yet. I mean, there's there's so many here. Oh, I mean, our, oh okay. our, we're, they're still fairly, they're still fairly inexpensive. We got lots that you can still pick up for you know, hundred bucks. <laughs> really? Oh shit! Yeah,
0: no, ours are not like that.
1: No uh, motor, no nothing like that. I mean, it's just like you know.
0: You I mean, depending on who's building the car, that could be the best. Solution. It might be the best thing ever. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Uh, if you find a gutted car and it costs you, and they're asking, um, just call it a grand for it. Yeah. I say it's worth it because of all the work you don't have to do. Yeah. Like if the shit's already gone and you don't have to get rid of it, you don't have to deal with it, spend the thousand bucks is worth it.
1: Yeah, there's 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 quite a few still. I mean and one of the guys who uh runs runs in our series and comes out, he's out every single week. He's uh has a dismantler shop and he only takes apart BMWs. So mm, okay. he has every stock bmw part known to man and is in his garage or can get it so he really hooks up all the all the drivers that are running you know all these 335s or 330is so so we've got a pretty decent community so i mean if he's stripping a car down and he wants to take all the parts and you're looking just for the shell i mean you just got to ask him before he cuts it in half with his salsa and he'll save it for you nice uh, there's a company out here that does it too where they kind of dismantle BMWs. Yeah. Um, and I picked up like a few the... axles from them. Yeah, blown motors is like the most common thing that these so and they just get written off or whatever it is. Yeah, and I always thought about uh
0: the fact that you can buy used axles from somebody for like 30 bucks a pop just if you can. It's been Go and spend two hundred bucks just so you have them.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no, exactly. Mm-hmm. Try to have some in the in the trailer or whatever. Exactly. But lots of lots of control arms. So when he comes, he usually comes up to our big uh, grassroots events, and we get guys from all over Western Canada coming. So he tries to just like his shop is really close to the to the track, and he brings as many parts as he can with his truck, so he has everything there to you know the common stuff that breaks.
0: Yeah. So, that makes sense. whether
1: to bring like a full stock suspension and have it in his truck or so we do we do we got a really i don't know that's that's that camaraderie thing like we first started off with the guys are so good to to each other and always want to see him see him driving so it's nice to see all aspects of it
0: yeah that's true like uh i've never had like a shitty track day where someone's not willing to help you or something like that
1: no no yeah No. It seems like it seems like the more grassroots they are, the the better it is, right? They're they're all just struggling to get out on track and keep their cars running, so they know the they know the struggle when you're broke down, so they try to help out. Yeah.
0: Um, what is your event again? Your shootout this year?
1: We are July eighth to tenth. Okay. It's right around the corner, man. That's right. I mean, it feels like, like it's far away. We'd like to not. see them. We'd like to see some evergreen guys come up and drive with us. It's really uh, close, about two hours. Was, two hours north.
0: I was just about to ask you, what what track is it at?
1: That Mission Raceway. The one you're doing? Yeah. Mission Raceway. So it's just yeah, like it's um, it's about an hour out of uh, Vancouver. So about two hours, maybe three hours from uh from Everett, Washington. BC's West Coast?
0: Yeah. You,
1: I don't know. I don't. I'm not uh what is this? You just the typical American that we make fun of?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Are they provinces fair. or states? <laughs> just tease. If you drive straight north from California, you'll run into BC. I see it. I see it. Okay. Yeah,
0: there you go. Yeah. I don't know the no difference. I'm looking at see, oh, you guys are just north of the state line. I mean, it's not the fucking state line. But the
1: uh, yeah, just north of the border. Yeah, it's like right there. Okay, yeah. sweet. But so yeah, so like, but how does it work for us thing? trying to come up there? Isn't it kind of like a pain in the ass? I mean, you just need your passport. Oh. Okay. You need- Need your vaccines. That's it.
0: That's not too bad.
1: Nope. It's actually pretty easy. Like we cross quite a bit. And I haul race car and mm-hmm. tire fuel across back and forth. And I've never had a problem at the border. You just have it written down, everything you're taking across and Oh really? Oh,
0: okay. I didn't know. I write
1: it down so you have an inventory and pictures and they let you in and out. It's easy. Oh good. You know? So it works out well. I mean, like I'd like to see some of the the guys from down there. Just for different competition, right? I mean, the borders have been closed for so long between the two countries that it would be good to just get get some uh, some of the talented guys at Evergreen. Like there are so many good drivers down there too. Oh, for sure. The whole West Coast is just packed with good drivers. I don't know. So, and they, you know, very least you get to hang out with Chelsea for three days
0: yeah right have you have you uh have you ever done anything in texas or no
1: no no a buddy of mine moved there though one of our i'm not sure if he's ever on your show he uh big part of the series for a long time and he actually his uh company they moved it to texas they build like cement pump trucks Mm -hmm. and they moved it their main manufacturing down to texas so he lives there now and he's going to do the lone star series and I think he's planning on doing clutch kickers. I want to do the Lone Star Series. Their, their events look super fun. But yeah, no, Aaron, Aaron really runs really good events. Yeah, I mean, like, what he's done with uh, Drift Week is, like, insane, what he does with uh, Drift Week. So hats off to him. He really knows what he's up to. But, yeah, so with a, we got a friend down there now, so I think, I don't know, definitely going to try to go get down there and just – even hang out with him when he's driving one day or something yeah. See what it's about um, get some of that freedom that they got there
0: so uh you'd mentioned earlier about possibly vegas throwing a, an event Did they can they confirm yeah. they would be doing one or just haven't announced it or i'm just assuming i guess so yeah
1: if they did last year I w- i would assume that they'd be last year holding- was the one that was supposed to be in 2020 yeah, I paid for that one and I didn't go. Wow, well, yeah. there you. Go. i had paid for it too, and I. I think oh, that's right. Had, you did, huh? Yeah, i had paid for it too. I was on the list, man. But yeah, no, I I hope they do because you know Nick again. There's there's just so many talented people in the in the whole community, all the way from the drivers up to the the event organizers. So yeah. I don't know. I get get along really well with Nick, so I'd like to go down and and support. Hopefully it's in the fall or something.
0: Yes, ideally. Because that's when I was kind of planning on driving again. Because I'm still waiting for my kit to get done.
1: Right? Because he'll do... You know, if he wants to be really savage, he'll put it in July.
0: No. Come
1: to Vegas in July, guys. that'd be
0: a dick move. (laughs) Or maybe he'll throw it in Colorado or something. Yeah. Um... No, definitely i trying to go to fucking Vegas
1: or he'll do it worse than do it in Arizona. Uh, <laughs> well, no, if he's a, if he's at Arizona, like Wild Horse Pass is pretty sweet.
0: I've never been there, but Arizona gets hot. That was my I guess. Yeah, do you get out there? Uh, my buddy Sean, um, he's been on the podcast before. He was. Telling me it's getting a little bit more crowded down there too recently, so. Hmm. Martha? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: He's parked his car until Oh notice. really? Yeah. It's put away until further notice and he works on building his business. Real life. Yeah. Everyone's doing e- it. Eventually everyone, everyone gives up
1: I on the uh, the quote unquote dream. Listen, I'm, the, I'm just the dumb one that didn't uh, ever stop. I'm going to regret it. Like, you know, when it comes time to retirement, right? I'll be like, oh, look, but I look at all these cool race cars I got. Well, that's not feeding us. You know, my wife is very patient with me. <laughs>
0: Dude, I in the same situation. So I hear you. <laughs> um, very, very patient. But uh, any other rules you wanted to add in that they're going to be changing for this year? Anything we should no, know about FD? Really,
1: it wasn't. It wasn't very much. It was uh, it like just in a nutshell. It, it was. It was good. Like uh, like Ryan had called each of the organizers of of the Pro Am series, and like when he called me, he was just asking like what I what I expected from FD, what I expected from Pro Am, and where I would see it going so it wasn't like he just here's the rules guys follow him he really took everybody's input and what they could do better and what FD needed to do better to maybe make it so you could run it like a business right obviously we got bills to pay insurance and all that so them taking out some of the hurdles like getting an FD judge I mean there's so many events everywhere that it's really tough to match up with one one of the judges and have them come up, so by taking that out it made it you know frees up a bit of budget for us and uh, you know lets us bring you know like a cool FD driver out instead of uh, an FD judge out mm-hmm. so it brings a different aspect to it you know and that's where it's it's going all in the right direction is what I see there's been a lot of I've heard lots about how it seemed like the whole thing is getting killed and how it's, you know, if these may hurt drifting and somehow, but it seems, you know, from organization side of it, it seems like they're, they're really looking at, you know, two, three years down the road and where it's going to be and and how all of us can be successful at it, mm-hmm. you know, cause if we, you know, if the, the series and the, promoters and guys that are running the events aren't able to to do it any longer, then those events just tend to go away in in that region, right? So they want to make sure that, you know, we're all doing well and not trying to live up to some expectation that FD has it isn't attainable. Yeah. So, so that's that's like my my feedback from it was like this year's probably I see the most um, information flow back and forth and them really wanting to be involved in the licensing process and how we run and in giving them our our rules and what we want to do for an event and getting their feedback on it has been been really good
0: awesome.
1: yeah well, I can't um, even just see what happens this year because did yeah, yeah i'm I'm really positive for it i'm I'm looking forward to the season
0: yeah, we're gonna find out I oh, did that email I got. Let me see now. Oh, there it is. Damn, April is so so freaking close. Um, mm. I guess the first shootout for uh, the drift league is April tenth. Oh, okay. Uh, one license for every sixteen registered drivers. Yep. But what I, got, what I got a little confused, um, let's see now. So even if you only have 31 drivers, you can't get a second license unless you have 32. You need 32 registered drivers. Ah, yeah. uh, okay. So
1: There's one, one per 16 that you have. So, I mean, that's and that's for the shootouts. And if you have you're running three events, it's three. I think it's three, like cumulative points events. Then you can get three three licenses, you know. But where where they've taken it, I mean, it doesn't necessarily impact us in Canada because we don't have another series that close to us. But like, I think probably for for you guys in the Southern California area what they were trying to say is like how what's the overlap of how many drivers are competing in uh, you know let's say uh vegas and in drift league like how many what's the overlap of that so are, are guys just double licensing and what can they do with that you know to make it so obviously you don't want you know three guys at one vegas drift let's say showing up and driving in Drift League and then they pass down the three licenses or two licenses to, you know, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Yeah. You know, for example, right? Because then that means that you didn't have to win. You only had to get into sixth place and you're going to get a license. So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of moving parts that, that Ryan and Kevin from FD have really, they just think on a different level, I think, than what, you know, Okay, definitely what I do. I can't speak for the other guys and uh, Ruthine or anything, but they just they think on a bigger scale. So it was really insightful to to talk to them and, and to get their feedback on how we actually run our series.
0: Yeah, well, it makes sense because you guys are feeding them the future fe- of FD drivers. So yeah. they kind of need to have some structure set in place. Oh. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, and having the rule book like that—the one rule book that runs all throughout North America—is really good. Yeah, but look how long it took to get that. It barely it came in twenty twenty or twenty nineteen. Th- but I think it's probably you know even us that didn't want it, didn't even ask for it. Oh. Uh-huh. You know, because it's a pain in the butt. You hate asking your drivers to put money into their cars for safety stuff, because you know it is—it's a, it's a big investment. But in the end of it, you know, like we we priced it all out and to get you know, from basically where you were in 2018 to get up to the new rule book of, of the Pro-Am series for FD, it was really only like under $2,000. Yeah. So like we burn that out sometimes in event in tires.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You,
1: you know, know so in the scheme of it, the, the safety thing is, is, is kind of a no brainer for for us. So but it's. I'm. I've been really happy with it. Happy with where it's going, and maybe it'll, you know, probably in two years, three years, we'll really see the, the effects of what we're working on right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, what's your role, Inspector? Are you still just coordinating everything? Or
1: are you doing like judging? Are you driving? Yeah, you know, I judged uh, the last two shootouts. Okay, that we've done. Um, only drive our grassroots. Do some demo rides. That's it. I just do ride-alongs mostly for any way that wants to go uh yeah it's just um basically our team that we have running everything we're a great great big crew that that make it all happen and i just get to uh i don't know pretend like organize it put my name on the check <laughs> <laughs> and sign your life away huh? yeah i get i get to sign the the check for the cash cash payouts that's about it. But no, it's that's that's all we're, we're doing. As as it got bigger, maybe more more popular, it's it just needs that you need to run it right. You need to be there and uh, really making sure every every little aspect is looked after.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, um, that's fair. So yeah, so whether I'm in the tower judging or if I'm not judging, I'll be there, kind of just overseeing everything and making sure you know stuff's getting done and calls are right and. I'm not right, you're not double guessing what the judges are doing, but maybe, you know, speeding it up so guys aren't dying on the line waiting in, you know, 100 degree weather. Yeah. Yeah, you get does it get up that hot up there? Oh, yeah. <clears throat>
0: sorry. Yeah, we, we, get some, we get
1: some warmth, yeah. Oh, Usually, for most, you of, summers, froze you most know, of the summer, you know, we get the froze most of the year. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Only only for eight months, okay? We get four months where it's, you know, high 80s. How about that? Uh, yeah,
0: we get... It's nice. Yeah, we'll get like one cold a week here in SoCal. And I mean like real cold where it's like in the 30s and 40s overnight. And that's like one week out of the year and that's it. Yeah. In Los Angeles. Not like Lancaster because that shit's always cold up there. Cold and windy. Cold and windy. Yeah. I haven't
1: been, I've never been there where it's not windy. Oh, when you go to Willow Springs? It's a fucking shit show. Right?
0: If you don't have it's chapstick, windy. you
1: better get some. Oh, no, you're dying in the yeah. wind. It's just wind,
0: wind, wind. So uh, so in Rosamond, where Willow Springs is, you know yeah. how when you get off the freeway, you go left? Yeah. Okay, well, my uncle bought a house out there. You would get off that same exit and go right. So I grew up going out there. Um, oh, okay. But I remember as a kid, I always had fucking chap lips when I came home.
1: I just remember driving there in the dark from Vegas and you're driving through like I don't know they must have some there's an air force base or something up there isn't there Oh you came I've from that up. side yeah I've come in that way and there's a Edwards Air Force Base in the just that's all you see is just the sea of red lights out in the yeah of nothingness field. Yeah <laughs> where where are we It's in the middle of nowhere it's the best
0: place to be in the middle of nowhere cuz like yeah. If, if we uh if they bombed us right then and there, like they're the ones that are gonna respond. <laughs> that's it, right? Yeah, you'd hope so. But Alrighty man. I
1: awesome. think I'm gonna call it there. Is there anything else you wanted to add in, sir? Just jump on to our, our website, spec d dot ca. Check out the dates and uh I don't know. I'd love I'd love for some guys from the from the US to come up and drive. That that's the main thing.
0: Yeah, That's some yeah. new drivers out. That'd be dope. Especially, I didn't realize how close you guys were. Because I was thinking about going to Evergreen for their shootout in
1: June, but I don't know if... Uh, do we have one in July. I I know a guy that can hook you up with a spot. Yeah, I know that uh,
0: it's getting up there, man. It's so expensive right now with fuel. We'll see how fuel costs go, because
1: any <laughs> type of travel right now is a not yeah. great. No. We get up to evergreen in june then just leave the car there and uh yeah just a, a the drive up. ideal it. situation in,
0: uh, it's cheaper to fly back back and forth and probably pay for
1: um like some rental the US some... dollar goes huh the exchange rate is awesome for you guys oh right now every, it is every dollar's worth a buck 30 for you
0: so it goes a little bit further but not <laughs> it really does yeah but all righty, man.
1: You have a good night. Awesome. Thank you for coming on, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah, I hope to see you at that uh, event the end of April. I will be there. You have awesome. a good one, sir. Cool, man. All right. Have All right. a good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.